RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and I'm glad you can tune in again. Uh, joining me today, we have Mr. Finer and Scott W., as well as Carl Kiesler and Chris Warner. Say hello, everybody. Hey. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. <laughs> oh, that worked out very well. Um, it's very good to have you guys on here. Uh, I know Scott's mentioned Carl a few times in uh, a few previous episodes, uh, so you guys might recognize that name. Uh, but, and you'll probably kind of expect this knowing us, but this is probably going to be a Savage Worlds heavy episode. <laughs> but, be- but before we get started, um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Chris, you want to start? Uh, sure, I can start. So, Chris Warner, thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure to be talking to you. Uh, I've been playing RPG games uh, for about 46 years. Yes, I'm old. And, uh, you know, I'm a member of Doghouse Rules. Both Carl and I are partners in Doghouse Rules, and we were among the founders back in 2003, 2004, when we published Sidewinder Recoiled. And uh, we've been publishing uh, PDFs and now some print-on-demand stuff uh, under the Doghouse Rules logo now for, what, going on 20 years. Yeah. So um, that's enough about me, I think. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Carl? Hey, I'm Carl Kiesler. Um, Like Chris said, I'm part of Doghouse Rules. Uh, Him and I just do all kinds of Savage Worlds goodness out there. Um, And I also do... So I'm a layout guy mostly. I write some stuff for for DHR, but but um, but I also do freelance stuff. So I do a lot of freelance stuff for Pinnacle. I'll do trade dress for them for their books, the Savage Worlds uh, Adventure Edition. I did the trade dress for that, and all the companions that are going to come out or have have been coming out, uh, uh, stuff like that. I also work for Savage Worlds Aces. I do uh, layout and trade dress for them. Scott, I'm wor- I've, I've worked on some of his stuff before, and I'm working on some of his stuff now. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll add one thing if you don't mind, Carl. Both both yeah. Carl and I worked on uh, Pinnacle's uh, Pathfinder oh. for Savage Worlds project. That's right. So, That's right. Uh, that was a good project. We enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We um, Chris did a, a lot of writing and editing and things like that, and putting stuff together and I did some art and built some creatures and, you know, stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. So onto the topic, um, something where I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, uh, it reminded me of something from my own childhood, uh, but dust Bunny's life under the couch. Uh, it's currently on Kickstarter for a couple more days. I recommend you guys check it out. But I was immediately thinking of the big comfy couch. That is one of our inspirations. <laughs> I, I thought so. I saw it and I was like, this is the big pump, comfy couch with the dust bunnies. RPG. Yeah, and they're the yeah, best part. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's definitely an influence. I, I used to work at a, a public media station here in, in the U S and uh, we, we broadcast that program back in the oh. day. Uh, and it was very popular with the kids. And we used to do some fundraising around it, you know, for public broadcasting and public television. And uh, that I loved that show. You know, I, I had a, a kid who was just a little too old for that show, but still watched it. And we, we would laugh at that show. And we had, <laughs> the, we had the Dust Bunny um, 
like uh, little plush doll kind of things yep. uh, that oh, we yeah. use as an incentive, you know, for, <laughs> for pledging. And we used to have fun with them on the set. Like we'd have them on sticks and put them behind people's shoulders when they were talking on camera and stuff like that. And so dust bunnies <laughs> have been in my brain for a long time. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the project. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's honestly pretty cool. But yeah, tell us a little bit about it just so our audience can kind of have an idea. Well, I'll go first, Carl, and you can yeah. chime in anytime, of course. Okay. Um, so uh, a few years ago, I was just thinking about things and I was thinking about Big Comfy Couch and the Dust Bunnies and thinking, you know, there aren't, there aren't enough uh, role-playing games that parents can play with their children out there and started thinking about what I could do about that. Um, and Carl and I talked and I kind of bounced the idea off of him and that's how Dust Bunnies got started. But it really is, in fact, you know, a, a game we call a game for heroes of all ages. And so it, it's definitely designed to be played with your kids, parents who like role playing and can you know play a game with their kids that everybody can get into. Um, but it's also designed to be played by the peers. And we've been doing some playtesting recently with adults and children. And it's been fun both both ways. It's fun to game play a game to play. It's very silly. Um, the whole the concept is that the dust bunnies are all about mischief, and so we have some setting rules around mischief, and we have actually added a skill, a core skill called mischief. And uh, they don't really like to fight. They don't. So we have a substitution of the defense skill for fighting. And it works just like fighting and parry is derived from the defense skill. And so it all fits into the Savage Worlds combat system. It's just that dust bunnies don't really like to fight. So that's sort of the, the, the main concept of the game. Dust bunnies are mischievous and they like to do all kinds of things from collecting baubles, treasures, um, to playing tricks on the hosts. And the hosts are the bipeds and you know they, they live inside the bipeds home and they play tricks like you know stealing your sock or hiding your glasses or hiding your keys and so if you ever wondered what happened to your keys that's probably what happened to them the dust bunnies hid them and so dust bunnies do mischief that's what they do and they have adventures all around the house um so that's it in a nutshell. There's a lot more we could talk about. And I'll, I'll let Carl chime in because I always remember something I forget. Well, yeah, so I, I've been playing testing it with Chris and I've been having a ball. <laughs> I mean, it's been so much fun uh, playing this little thing, running around the house, doing just crazy stuff with your buddies. And it's it's, and I'm an adult, so I'm I'm really enjoying myself. You know, you can you know, a kid a kid in you comes starts coming out. But it's a uh, there's some cool stuff in there. Like Chris said, uh, he has some a lot of special rules and things like that and suggestions to play with your kids and how to get them involved with playing and things like that. And, um, there's some arcane backgrounds talking rule stuff. There's some really cool arcane backgrounds, uh, that I really dig. Uh, one, one is cool. It's like a take on the weird science. It's called the Ruber and they get, they collect bobbles and they put them together for a magical chain reaction for something to happen. And so, yeah, now, that's all right. No, I'm just going to riff on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the, the Ruber, the idea there, the arcane background Ruber, it's uh, named after an ancient dust bunny named Rube Oldrug. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah, you obviously get it. And, uh, you know, so like Carl said, they collect baubles and they create chain reaction magic with the baubles that they collect. Yeah. Um, and it is sort of a, you know, take off on the weird scientist. And we also have the Rubeteer, uh, which is an edge you can take if you have that arcane background. So, you know, we're playing up that element of it uh, for sure. Um, that, that's a pretty fun part. And like Carl said, we have been playtesting with both kids and adults and it's been pretty fun, you know, and since we didn't say it explicitly, the dust bunnies are the main characters. Um, and they are in fact sentient balls of dust and hair and lint and stuff like that around the house. And so um, you're playing a sentient little dust bunny and obviously they're tiny. Uh, so the, the main core book is called Life Under the Couch. And so it is the it is the Dust Bunny's realm, you know, under the couch, inside the host's abode. Uh, and that's where the adventures occur. We also have um, we also have a uh, plot point campaign in mind that would be a future oh. product. And that would be an outdoor adventure. So the Dust Bunnies end up going outside and that you know becomes a much bigger adventure. So uh, we have a lot of ideas. We already have uh, the, the, the core book comes with a quick start adventure. It's called Spring Cleaning, the Horror. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, the Horror Spring Cleaning. I said that. that's, actually, that's so clever. I like it. Uh, so that's all. Yep, that's part of it. That's in the core book. And then we have some novice adventures that are part of our Kickstarter. And uh, sort of neglected to mention that we've had a Kickstarter running for a little more than two weeks. It actually ends on uh, Thursday, August 11th. And uh, we have reached our goal and we're pushing toward a, um, a, a stretch goal that Carl was talking about earlier. Carl, I'll let you talk about that. I'll shut up for a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a cool stretch goal that we're trying to make uh, so we can pay some really cool writers to... Uh, make one sheets for dust bunnies. Um, uh, Chris and I just can't write everything. And it's some of these, some of these people have some really cool ideas and we just want to expand it a little bit more, you know, and see, see what they can come up with for, for dust bunnies. Um, so I, I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, for Chris, you can chime in if I forget anybody. I but. will. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we got uh, right off the bat, we uh, we got Jody Black. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so she's actually written articles about playing with kids and things like that. She has two daughters of her own that she she role played with all through their. I think she still does probably. Um, uh, our buddy David Anderson Jr. Uh, he's really cool. He's he's. I think he did some stuff on the Superpower Companion, like editing and things like that. But he also has some uh, Savage World stuff there on drive through He's a really cool guy. Uh, we have Mornay and Eric from Just Insert Imagination. Both of them. Oh, cool. Yeah, they worked on Wise Guys. If you remember Wise Guys, so we got uh, both those guys. Mornay is a, uh, has a family, so he was he was all excited to come on board to write something, so, you know. Um, we got our friend of ours, and she's a she's she's been uh, coming up and streaming uh, uh, as kind of a streaming personality, Candace uh, McAfee. Uh, she's actually a coworker that I started playing with uh, right before the pandemic, and we just actually just finished. She she's been running a game for 
online we just finished a monster hunters club game uh like it's been going on for like two years <laughs> so we just finished that but she's an excellent writer she's a writer by day uh for an ad agency and she's got a lot of great ideas so can't wait for her and uh we've got um uh ron blessing daryl hayhurst and tracy sizemore nice the three of them said that they were right a one sheet for us so that'd be well three you know one each that'd be awesome to get uh, people of those caliber (laughs) you know writing something for us and last but not least uh frank turfler jr oh nice yeah you know frank from online and stuff he's got uh make some awesome maps and he he himself has some cool adventures and things like that you can check out on drive through uh but yeah a lot of a lot of great people and did I forget anybody, Chris? You forgot one person that you forget every time. And I, Tim Early. How could I forget right. my buddy Tim? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot him last time, too. I was talking about this. Yeah, Tim, uh, my buddy, did holler, man. Um, uh, the Savage World, the new Savage World setting that they, that just came out. Um, I, he's a great dude, man. He's uh, he, he has some fantastic ideas. I can't wait to see what he comes up for Dust Bunnies. <laughs> Yeah, and so I'm just going to follow up and say, you know, this is a stretch goal that we built into the Kickstarter, and it is our first ever Kickstarter. Um, Doghouse Rules has been publishing stuff since 2004. Uh, Sidewinder Recoiled was our first product, and um, but mostly we've been doing PDFs, and you know we're a small indie company, and our model all along has been, you know, we publish stuff, we reinvest the money into the next thing, buying art or, you know, paying for whatever. And, uh, you know, so that's sort of a, a long stretch. And when we were doing dust bunnies, we decided we would try a Kickstarter so we could do everything at once, so to speak. So instead of having to say, okay, our, our book of novice adventures will come out later, you know, we wanted to do it all at once. So, that in our Kickstarter, we do have a bunch of things. We have the core book. We have a book of uh, three novice adventures. We have a play mat, uh, character sheets that Carl designed that you can color your dust bunny. We have a coloring book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, some uh, power cards and archetype cards and um, yeah. paper minis. And so all of that we can do all at once because of the Kickstarter and and we've reached the, the main goal for the project, which is great. And we have a few more days to reach that stretch goal, which is to have all those one sheets by all the all the writers Carl was just talking about. So I, I would I would say we will probably do those no matter what. It's a question of when, if they don't you know, if we don't reach the, the stretch goal, that wouldn't happen all at once like everything else. But we would probably still do those, uh, assuming the writers are still, you know, willing to, to work with us. Um, I wanted to talk about something, if you don't mind, that's in Dust Bunnies that I, I like a lot and has been really fun to play. So I mentioned that Dust Bunnies do mischief, um, one, and they don't really fight, they don't attack, they defend, and they like to use defense you know, to, to, to do tests, and that's mostly what they do in a combat situation, is they use tests instead of attacks. And so everything revolves around tests. And they call those tests trickses. And we have uh, a whole set of trickses edges that essentially replace the combat edges in a regular uh, Savage Worlds Adventure edition. So it works exactly the same way. Um, but they're, all the trickses and the creative trickses are all 
uh, Trix's edges are all based around that dust bunny mentality. And we still use fighting and such in the game. And I, I use this example regularly uh, because other creatures around the house, uh, including mice, or who are the adversaries of dust bunnies, and the house cat and other pets and who knows what, spiders, you know, they still fight. And they don't care about dust bunny philosophy, so <laughs> they fight, right? But the dust bunnies don't. So they use these creative trickses. And we also have a creative trickses table. So when you get a, a raise on a test, you go to the creative trickses table, and there's some pretty fun things that happen on that table. Uh, so we've kind of built the whole, you know, uh, setting. It really is a setting for Savage Worlds. We use pretty much the entire Savage World, uh, Worlds rule set. But we've, you know, built the setting where you're playing Dust Bunny characters and, uh, and you have all these abilities and edges and skills, you know, that are added to the game. So I like talking about that because that's been really fun in the playtesting Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll let Carl talk about that a little bit because we play with Carl's group, including Candace, who he mentioned earlier, and uh, and a couple of new players who were young adults um, but had never played an RPG before. And it was very interesting to get their perspective on the game. And they really had a great time and they joined in right away. And, you know, thinking about what you were going to do as a dust bunny and how, how mischievous you're going to be was, was pretty fun to watch them play as first time players. Carl, can you? elaborate yeah it was a great time uh <laughs> i immediately i was playing like a practical joker character and i just went off the deep end i think right at the beginning was just doing all kinds of nonsense stuff so but I, that creative tricks table was pretty fun because there's all kinds of different things that you can do on it and uh yeah it's uh it was just fantastic especially for those new players um they can't wait to play again. Actually, they were they were asking. I just talked to Candace. We just played her game, and she, she said they were calling them, calling her, wanting to know when uh, when, we, when we can play again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that was. I mean, that was a good sign for us because again, this is you know designed to be played with kids and family yeah. and such, and, and and new players. So to see those new adult players get into it and have fun and say, "Oh, I want to do this again," yeah, that was that was, that was really really uplifting for me. Yeah. I find with uh, anyone who just starts out RPGs, it only ever takes one session, <laughs> and then they're hooked. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So a, a question that I have is, I, I I will be honest, I haven't backed it yet, partially because I don't have any kids anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm also having a hard time conceptualizing what kind of adventures I would have with a dust bunny because. They just kind of hang out under my couch. So can you kind of go into what do some of these adventures look like that are getting people excited? Because I'm having a hard time. And if you sell me, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to back. I just, right now, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what, how I'd run, the, run that game. You want to go, Chris? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I would start with, uh, like I said, the quick start adventure that we have in the core rule book. Um, and again, it is called... Uh, the horror spring cleaning. So in that adventure, we uh, most of the ones that we're writing so far are like three-act, classic three-act adventures. And the the mischief they're getting into varies in the different adventures. But in, in the quick start adventure, the first thing that you do is you play an act where the Dust Bunnies invent a game. And they invent a game for themselves to go play. And without giving away too much, the, the game is that they decide that they're going to uh, collect a bunch of peanuts 
which they would call baubles, but peanuts in particular. And they're going to collect baubles, peanuts from around the house, and they're going to stack those peanuts uh, as a treat for the dog. And so we're using uh, skills that they will have to go, you know, to, to, to actually find, move, and stack a bunch of peanuts in a certain amount of time. And so there's some urgency there. You're trying to win a game. And of course, there's other things that can happen, you know, during that, um, that I don't want to give away. Uh, but that, that's the first act. And so the second act is the arrival of the Brush of Doom. And so the, the Brush of Doom is broom for short. <laughs> and, and so, you know, a, a pretty horrifying monster in the dust bunny world is the broom. <laughs> right? So the second act is the broom. And again, I, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm hoping I'm answering your question at least to give you an idea of what an adventure might look like, right? And then, and then of course, uh, this is something that I like to talk about a lot. You know, dust bunnies abhor a vacuum. <laughs> and, I don't uh, know why. A <laughs> sense of solid dramatic task. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, of course, definitely. Dramatic tasks are a big part of it, right? Dust bunnies like teamwork, and so that fits very well in the dust bunny world. Um, you know, so that that's one. And in, in one of the novice adventures that we have that would follow that is called Into the Closet. And you're going into one of the little host's closets to retrieve a very special bauble. In fact, the most magical bauble. <laughs> and so, you know, again, that's a, a quest sort of thing where you're going to try to find a bauble. And instead of having to kill things and take the bauble, you know, that's not how dust bunnies operate. They're going to try to trick or outmaneuver or whatever it takes to, to retrieve that bauble. And... Um, so again, you're you're looking at things like social conflict rules in in Savage Worlds and tests and dramatic tasks. So that kind of stuff comes into play a lot, no matter what it is. Um, I'll talk about one more. Um, there's an adventure in the Novice Adventures book that is not complete yet, but it's um, it's tentatively called. Um, uh, well go back and forth on the titles <laughs> but but one of the characters is abe and abe mm -hmm. is a penny <laughs> <laughs> and uh the, it's the quest to find abe's queen and the queen is also a penny so those of you from canada might get that so the dust bunnies are helping these pennies find each other nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually just thinking of like I would totally uh, do almost like a play on the D&D-esque, but do it where they're entering the central air system. So it would be like a dungeon on its own. That's a good one. We talked about that in a play test where like, okay, so again, the vacuum, right? The great vacuum. Yeah. Dust yeah. fear the great vacuum. Yeah. If, if they were to get sucked into a vacuum, that would be like a dungeon crawl, right? In, in the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. It's like, like a dust bunny purple worm, essentially, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, you can riff on all those things. So I can understand why at first you might say, well, what are we going to do? Because it's not a typical role-playing game where <laughs> where you're going out to kill stuff and take stuff. That's not the idea, right? Now, dust bunnies like things. They like baubles, but they're not trying to accumulate wealth. It's more about the challenge, right? It's more about finding stuff and collecting stuff and doing your tricks to get the stuff. And they don't really care it is. They're just as just as likely to, you know, 
covet a raisin as they are, you know, an earring because it's the thrill of it. It's the adventure to, to find and collect and, and out with, and out with the hosts and the mice and other things that are in their way. And another kind of like interesting thing that you could easily do with dust bunnies, uh, is you can do a ton of genre blending because especially if you're like with kids, imagination is not far off. And if all of a sudden your dust bunnies are in a Western type style game or, you know, you could easily kind of add in those kind of there, there's actually like a ton of things you could do with that game. Like, yeah, I know it's. Yeah. Well, I hope so. You know, I mean, that's the hope. Like I said, just, I I gave you a few examples, you know, without trying, without giving away the whole adventures, but (laughs) I, I hope that answered the question. Is that, it gives me some some ideas of things that you can do with it. Uh, you'd mentioned that creatures fight, but dust bunnies don't. So how does that type of a combat look? Does it end in a chase, or how do you defeat a spider who's trying to attack a dust bunny? It could certainly end in a chase, but you know, one of the dust bunnies uh, talk about things like uh, a phrase they use a lot is "let's roll." That's how they move. Um, and, and, you know, roll away, roll away. Well, that's like a key concept, right? So the, the way a dust bunnies might end an encounter with a spider that's trying to hurt them is to, is to hide um, and get out of there. Or trick, test, right? Again, test is very important. So think about all the things you can do with a test. And we have expanded that a little bit as well. But if you can test the spider and distract him and distract him and maybe one butt dust bunny defends while the others get away. So, again, you're not trying to destroy the spider. You're trying to outwit the spider. And so, you know, the combat would end by you successfully outwitting the spider. Um, or perhaps making friends with it. Um, I wanted to – you reminded me of something – I've. My son has grown now. I wish I'd had a game like this when he was younger. Uh, me too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking if this had been like a, a, a like a decade earlier, it would have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played lots of board games and played stuff, but he, he didn't really start playing role-playing games until he was in college. Um, and he plays them now. And he recently tested this uh, for me, he took the rules, and he's also our, our editor. He's a very good editor. Uh, but he took the rules, and he play-tested with a, a mom and child. Uh, an 11-year-old, and one of the things that he did was he did an adventure that took place in their apartment, and oh. he and he involved the, the, the cat, the family's cat, and he involved the cat in a way that, you know, was very personal and and something that the, that the child could certainly relate to, and they had a blast doing that because, they, you know, they know the cat. And so all of a sudden the cat, and you're talking about imagination and all that, you know, you're now imagining an adventure where you're a little teeny creature playing with the cat. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's very clever. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. So, you know, like I said, you start thinking about it. There's lots of things you can do with this, right? You can, especially when you're playing at home with your kids, because now you've got that personal connection and, you know, you can think of stuff like that. Well, you know what, too? I mean, honestly, even if you don't have kids a game like this tends to be very good at being uh, a palate cleanser between like your science fiction murder hobo fantasy home murder hobo because dust bunnies is just looking at the preview and listening you know to to the discussion about it 
it's a game that's going to challenge you to kind of think outside the box. And it's a really good way of learning like, Hey, I can't solve every issue by violence. Um, but here's a lot of, like you say, a lot of these tests and taunting and really manipulating the environment to, to succeed. And you know, on that alone, I would advise anyone to pick something like this up to, to use that as an in-betweener for your, for your group. That, I mean, that's great. I, I agree yeah. with that. It, a palate cleanser, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, it is one of, a, you know, one of my goals was to do something a little different that isn't, you know, the same thing. And so we have played it with adults, as I said, some of our playtests, only adults, and play with my local group. And I'm usually a player, not the, not the GM, but I, I ran the game for them. And uh, they had a great time. It was pretty outrageous. The stuff that we thought up, especially that Ruber character, uh, <laughs> that was pretty fun. I mean, and, you know, back to the how do you defeat the spider? How does a combat like that end? Well, you know, maybe it is a dramatic task or maybe it turns into a, a quick encounter or something like that where you have to do some very specific skills, very specific actions in order to, you know, to survive that encounter. Uh, so lots of ways that you can, lots of different directions you can go. And like say social conflict, we, Carl's suggestion, actually, when I was bouncing some ideas off for one of the novice adventures and he said, Oh, that sounds like a social conflict. And I went back to the rules and went, Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> well, some of these things we forget about because we don't yeah. use them in our daily game. We're just running around shooting and stabbing right. and stuff. You know? yeah. <laughs> I slap the king and take my money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. There's yeah. for that social encounter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah. and that's, you know, so have you guys encountered this? Uh, my son would have loved this. I just, yeah. this is what we've been aware right up his alley. Um, have you guys, because, you know, kids, especially, you know, the 10 year old, you start getting to the mischief side of the house, right? When you hit about 10, um, you know, because I know my son would be like, you know, I, you know, I'll punch the spider, right? Do you guys encounter that? And do you, do you, discourage you know that or do you just kind of let let it roll and play it out as like you know okay the spider makes you know there's tweety birds around the spider's face as his eyes cross he's shaking you know that kind of thing how do you guys handle that yeah so uh, i will say so far in the playtest and we haven't encountered that but uh, but i fully expected it so you know I, i had ideas for how to do that and very much exactly what you said uh, where, yeah, see the Tweety Birds or, you know, or, you know, something silly happens as opposed to you smash the spider, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're actually doing that with critical failures too, right? So silly stuff happens. So critical failure is not, you know, necessarily a terrible thing. It's a funny, silly thing that sure. happens. Uh, so that's that same kind of idea. So I, that's how I would try to to uh, steer it, if you will, you know. When that sort of thing happened uh it's like oh well okay that's what you do this time you know th- make up something silly like you say you see little stars floating around you know the, or whatever uh you know think of something else next time and i'll give you a benny yeah yeah there you go yeah yeah so i i got a question for you guys um while designing especially this one as for kids did you have any challenges that you weren't really expected or that you wouldn't have had if you're designing one mostly for adults that almost got you stuck for a while Hmm. that's a good question Uh, 
I, I, I mean, I, we were definitely stuck for a while. Maybe I should speak for myself, but I, <laughs> I was definitely stuck for a while. But because I was trying to think, okay, how expansive do I want to make this, right? It started out yeah. as a germ of an idea and how different is this setting going to be? And that's still going on. So in a recent revision, after doing some playtesting, started adding some more edges and, and things to expand it and flesh it out a little more. So it was a more full-fledged setting and still relies heavily on the Savage Worlds rule set, obviously. But um, that, that was a sticking point where it was like, okay, I can't really go any further until I've played this with people. Um, and so that is easier said than done when we all have busy <laughs> schedules and we're already playing in games, you know, so that, that was a, certainly a sticking point is getting to play out enough of the stuff to know what was working and what wasn't working. Um, yeah. that that's for me, Carl, do you have thoughts on that? Um, well, you've been designing most of it. I've just been kind of, uh, you've been bouncing ideas off me and I tell you, you know, what I thought, but tells me why they suck. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just give you my two cents if you can, you know, maybe try this and see if it works. Like but I think right off the bat, Chris had a really good idea with, you know, gearing this toward kids and stuff. Like, there's pages and pages of stuff in here on how to get your kid, like, your child, like, in, invested in the story and, and wanting to play and, and other things that you could, like, hey, let's make up a rhyme about the wild die. You know, and they, oh. so they can learn the system, you know, they can learn how, nice. you know, Savage Worlds works, you know, and start them out slow. Like, like I run a lot of con games and, and you just start them out slow. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is, uh, you're going to be rolling these two dice and you're looking for a four, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, I think, I think Chris had a really fantastic idea or ideas in the book um, on, you know, dealing with the kid situation and stuff like that. So. And, and you guys aren't making this, it's, uh, it'll sound terrible, but <laughs> it, it kind of dumbing it down, where, which no, no child enjoys being spoken to. I mean, and I get sometimes you have to with the age bracket, you got to you gotta step down mechanics, like, but hero kids. Mm -hmm. So for people who doubt like, oh, kids game, hero kids, everything it puts out is an adamantium bestseller on drive through RPG, which yeah. means it's selling thousands of copies. <laughs> so the demand signal is out there. And, you know, there was a discussion a long time ago about, you know, kids learning how to use Savage Worlds and because Savage Worlds can be, it can be overwhelming for adults, but, but how this, how this looks and how it works out is just like, you, you guys have done these little steps, these incremental patterns that are just, just amazing because yeah you can really walk someone through it and yeah, then yeah. i mean the mischief mechanic is legit that reminds yeah i immediately was like oh my god i can play a kender and I'm gonna <laughs> spend, I'm gonna spend <laughs> i can just make a roll and come up with random nonsense you know but that's your imagination running wild you know exactly. and then there are more kids showing up at conventions and now every year i go there's more and yeah. more kids that want to play yeah so. i i think the savage world system is is it can be like in the higher ranks and stuff like that and adding the bonuses and stuff like that, it can be a little daunting sometimes, but I, I think, I mean, I've ran games for kids at conventions and stuff and they seem to get it these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I don't think we've dumbed it down. I mean, I hope no, not. At uh, all. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and we're, we're basically like say we're, we're just, it's a setting. We're not changing the rules really. We're adding to the rules a little bit. 
adapting, occasionally replacing some things, but we're not repla- We're not saying, oh, don't use the combat system. We're saying <laughs> use the combat system differently. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah, the mischief and, and all the things yeah. you can do and things like we kept, we, we're keeping a cult, but we don't call it that. We call it fables. fables yeah. yeah, cool. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 this re. It's not even a reimagining. It just really is. I, it's the presentation is really slick. It's very kid oriented, which is cool. But even sitting here reading it, I'm like, I like the cla- I, You know, I like the contrast of the purples and the blues and the pinks. It's got <laughs> mm-hmm. neon colors and it's very playful. And it's like, okay, cool. The description of hugs. I was like, okay, that's I a good opening. Hugs. That's a good opening <laughs> line, right? Yeah. So no, I, I, I think you guys have captured lightning in a bottle with something like this. Um, it's just, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I was like uh, prepping up for the episode and all that, I had, I had your, like the page open and all that. And the wife, he just kind of walked by and she looked, just like, Oh, that is absolutely adorable. I was like, <laughs> I know. Right. And I, I think that's one thing that I really like about it is just the art style fits so well. It's such a nice, bright, poppy game. You know, exactly just from looking at it kind of like how it's going to play and i i think that's perfect for it well cool. thanks man. That's, yeah, thank that's again that's uh that's very encouraging and you know the art is all carl obviously uh, yeah. I, I do a lot of the grunt work and <laughs> but he's the one that does all the design you know? uh so that, that and and we do have uh a freelance artist who's been working with us on other right. projects and he's the one that's drawn the dust bunnies themselves. Right. And we usually talk about that, but we haven't yet. So that's maybe a good segue. Uh, Manuel Magalhaes is our artist and uh, Carl is probably the better one to speak about this Carl, Cause you've talked about it before about the line art, and what you've done. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. He's uh, we use him on a bunch of projects, uh, especially the Western stuff that we've done. Uh, we're a little bit known for our, our Western uh, games and stuff like that, like adventures. Uh, he's done a lot of uh, line art in some of those and things like that, that really, I think captures the Western feel and stuff like that. But in this game, um, he gave us line art, just basically black and white art of the dust bunnies and things like that. And I went in there and colored them. So I color all the coloring you see I did. Um, I had to, I had to teach myself some things because <laughs> I, I'm just a graphic designer uh, by trade, but, uh, I don't really delve into the illustration process or anything like that. So, I mean, I, I dabble in, in drawing myself, you know, color pencils and stuff like that. So I do know colors and things like that, but actually do it in the computer. I've never done that before. So I had to figure out on, on what to do. And, and I think we wanted to go with bright colors and things like that. And, uh, you know, to kind of capture the feel and the trade dress the background is all looks like a kid's bedroom like the floor and all like books oh, yeah. and boys and stuff like that and, you, and i put little dust bunnies down there walking around and stuff so <laughs> yeah and we yeah, use yeah. so the the cool thing about the line art this is sort of one of those happy accidents oh, yeah. uh, if we're going to quote bob ross but but uh you know we, we wanted, you know, color dust bunnies, obviously, but, uh, you know, Manuel does all the, the line art first in black and white. And, you know, we, we started looking at that and we're like, hey, we can make a coloring book. Yeah. <laughs> and so we just said, you know, we, we have a contract with him and we're, you know, Kickstarter being funded. We're going to get some more illustrations. 
a lot of the Kickstarter money is paying Manuel to do illustrations. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but we'll have him do more, and uh, you know we're putting all those in the coloring book, and that worked out really well because now he's he's drawing them, and he he's excellent at. We give him like two three sentences, and mm-hmm. he gives us back the image we want. And yeah. uh, and so you know we'll have a bunch of those in the coloring book that kids can color, adults can color, and you know you can sort of design your own dust bunny. Dust bunnies can be any color you like, you know. And yeah. um, and then Carl does the coloring. So like you say, in the core book with Carl's trade dress, it's beautiful, and <laughs> the, the dust bunny characters themselves fit in, and um, you know, and then they're also in black and white in the coloring book. So that turned out really well. I think, um, yeah. the coloring book's great. I don't, I, you know, we'll see how people like it, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> so. it'll, it'll go over well. <laughs> it'll, it'll, yeah. Yeah. I dig it too. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just thinking, I was like, you said to release for November. I was like, my nieces might be a little bit too <laughs> young for that right now, but I would love how, to how get them while they're young and get them. Um, uh, was it three and one? Oh. Okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. just a yeah. little. Yeah. I started playing with my kids when they were about uh, yeah. between six and eight. Yes, yeah. that's, oh, okay. that's exactly what I was going to say. Six to yeah. eight would be. Yeah, and I think and the I sweet think, spot is like we yeah. said earlier, ten to eleven. Yeah. I could start her on the coloring book, and then when she gets older, I can ner- I can get her into the nerdy stuff. <laughs> but, you know, the fun thing about playing with kids is. I find that they are uninhibited in their imagination. Yep. Yeah. And like, I, I'd sit down, my kids say, hey, dad, we want to play a game. I'm like, okay. And they always want to play with my funny shaped dice. <laughs> and so that's that's how we got into Savage World was, okay, let's play. What, what do you guys want to play? You guys can play anything you want. Well, I want to play a squirrel. Okay, I guess we're rolling up squirrels. And <laughs> so we would, I mean, but every single time I played with them, it was a different genre it was a different game because they didn't want to play squirrels the next time the next time they wanted to play like lord of the rings type games or whatever it was and so it was a lot of fun watching them come up with their character concepts and because they were so young it was easy for me to just say okay well i'll make your character for you You tell me what you want your character to be good at um and we'll go from there so i mean they had like flying squirrels and some of them were playing different things that it was just a lot of fun. So That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I could easily see this genre for Savage Worlds getting um, other treatments as well. Uh, I, I just wish it'd been around a lot earlier for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome what you described with your kids. That that's very cool. Yeah. 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 That's uh, awesome. I, I was just also looking at uh, uh, your the doghouse rules. Uh, you know, your other projects and all that. And I was just yeah. like, you got dust bunnies and you also got trailer park shark attack. <laughs> that, <was laughs> that is such a fun game though. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. We're a little I, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. That's Carl's brainchild. That, that's actually the product that rejuvenated us. So like I say, we started almost 20 years ago, but we had sort of a downtime. There was five partners and we all had day jobs and, you know, yeah. uh, you know, but, but then Carl, was playing his trailer park shark attack at conventions. And if yeah. you've never played in one of Carl's games at a convention, you haven't lived yet. Nope. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, I said, Hey, we should make this into a product. And he's like, really? And I said, what are you kidding? This is great. And you know, that re-energized us. And you know, yeah. that was what, 2018. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that if that is a fun game to play, and I'd let Carl talk about it because again, that's his brainchild. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. We I think it was in Deluxe we came out with the Jumpstart uh, for that, and then we had oh. to quickly. Uh, we got the suede got announced, so we started working on the suede version of it. Like I remember right, right, Chris, or something like that. Or? Yeah, well, you had we had the yep, we had the deluxe version, and then we did right. a jumpstart for suede as part of their rollout. We were one of the right. jumpstarts that they you know offered a package of. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, that's a lot of fun. Version. <laughs> yeah, well, a- and you know, I think of Scott and his DCC, <laughs> and to me, Trailer Park Shark Attack is almost like DCC. In Savage Worlds, where yeah. when I played with uh, Ronnie, Ronnie was the guy running the game for us on Roll Twenty, but he's like, "Okay, here's twenty characters." <laughs> like, okay, oh, why do we need that many? Oh, that's why we need that many. <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the whole point is to get killed and pick a new character. Yeah, <laughs> get, get killed in some spectacular way. I should add. So it's funny you bring up DCC. That's actually kind of where I got the idea from. Yeah, I played my first ever DCC (laughs) game at a Gen Con run by a buddy of mine, James Walls. And the DCC game, I'm not not too into fantasy, so I I never really jumped on a DCC game because most of it's, you know, fantasy. But he was running a game where it was a a take on uh, Kylo Ren from Saturday Night Live, the the skit that uh, he showed up on where he was kind of like the, the, the brat, like, and all the it was like a take on that TV show where all the workers, uh, yeah, they're all about bitching about the boss, right? Yeah, they're all bitching yeah. about the boss, like yeah. a, a reality show or something. So mm-hmm. he played Kylo Ren, and we we're all like first order dudes, and he's just walking around just telling us, you know, stuff to do, and it's it's just outrageous things, and he'll just kill at a moment, you know, <laughs> he'll just kill one of us, but we'll pick up another character and jump right back in because. You know, there's millions of first order troopers or you know running around. So oh, yeah. that's that's kind of where I got the idea from. I played that. I'm like, yeah, that'd be a cool game for Savage Worlds. Mm. You know, just a stack of characters and some yeah. special rules, maybe. And yeah, there you go. I'm new as well to like. I just I I haven't looked at DCC, but I'm looking yeah. at the Mutant Crawl Classic. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's <laughs> it, it's the perfect amalgamation of like humor <laughs> and just hilarious violence like yeah <laughs> so, yeah if you're not a fan of the fantasy but you want to uh try out a different one using the same rule set unicrawl classic you'll love it oh wow okay cool <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 ridiculous so santa is our resident gonzo gamer oh okay <laughs> um, so like when i saw dust bunnies i was like could we convince him like, hey, you need to get your shit together and run a uh, low life game for us? Because low life is right up his alley. Yeah. And then I saw Dust Bunnies. And I'm like, oh, here's this thing. You probably you you know check it out. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, please God, make like quantum leap Dust Bunnies so we can have a low life and fucking Dust Bunnies have to meet Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking though that would be a great crossover: is Dust Bunnies yeah. and low life. That's like, awesome. Uh, it, it's funny that you say that too because we, we talked about the big comfy couch but i played in a low life game that, that, that got me i was already i had already started dust bunnies but it was kind of one of those got stuck points you know and yeah. played in that low life game and it, that that got me thinking again right and i was like okay i can make this work i can make this work that's hilarious yeah i mean oh, there's just so many possibilities with dust bunnies even looking at it i'm just like yeah, that would be good. You could, you know, um, 
like you can actually address a lot of uh, kids' concerns uh, through something like this, which is really interesting to do. Uh, I'm definitely a huge believer in that for kids, you know, yeah. especially quiet kids. Uh, you know, let them, let them get that off their chest and you can really explore a lot of cool concepts with them and, you yeah. know, a safe uh, place to explore. Yeah. 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 You know, cause, uh, yeah, through play and coloring and all that jazz things come out. My son used to do that with Lego building. And in fact, that's when uh, you guys were talking about it. I was like, shit, I'll just take the dust bunnies and make them into Lego bricks. And then <laughs> and you just start, I was, yeah, it runs wild with them. I'm like, oh man, this is a, it's a very, very cool concept. Or well, like what we were talking about right before we started, what? Task Force Raisin. raisin. <laughs> Task Force Raisin. Yeah. Task Force raisin. Uh, I love it. Task Force Raisin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping uh, we get funded with the stretch goals because I want to see Eric do like a wise guy's take on Exactly, that. right? On dust bunnies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which like an adventure. Yeah, that could certainly work because the idea is yeah. there might be multiple bands of dust bunnies living in the same house, right? Even in the yeah. same room. So yeah, you yeah. could have, you know, some yeah. social conflict there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Competing interests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. came from the laundromat. <laughs> so much stuff. Yeah, because like you talked about the dungeon crawl in the HVAC, right? I'm like, oh man, you yeah. can put a cockroach in oh. there. And oh, just yeah. when the air comes on, that becomes like a dramatic task of holding your shit together. And you yeah, know, just so much. Like I said, great, great con- concepts for I think all ages and as a palate cleanser of getting your oh, yeah. getting yourself reset instead of making the same goddamn elven fighter mage that you're gonna make no matter what genre you're playing dust bunnies is, yeah that's what is what you need yeah. <laughs> and, and i'm trying to think of like a book that couldn't work with dust bunnies just out of savage worlds but i'm just imagining oh. like like i said it came from the laundromat you could use the oh, yeah. horror horror uh, companion sure. uh if you want to do an out one where they go outside you can definitely use something like uh deadlands or something of the sort mm-hmm. like right there yeah. like you can yeah. You can actually do so much with this game with combining it with other ones, and it's yeah. You like rotten food is the zombies that kind of oh, oh, oh that is smart. Oh my god! There's a I'm lot writing of that down. Oh my god! Goddamn! Bunch of hairy, rotten strawberries. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like it looks like a dust bunny. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. You look funny. <laughs> The Dustlands, uh, the weird parquet. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh no, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah no, uh, it's it's definitely sounds like a really fun project. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually super. I'm. Uh, I haven't backed it yet either, but I actually think after this conversation, um, <laughs> again. Uh, Wafey, if you're listening to this episode, uh, stop for a moment. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're even making a physical action deck. So yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons I, I have that. Yeah. I, can stare I, I, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. We've got an action deck for trailer park shark attack. That's pretty cool looking. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For all the crazy sharks on there. Shark uh, just oh my gosh. You're oh. getting a ton of ideas, aren't you? Oh I am, yeah. <laughs> oh, cause you know, like kids don't take care of goldfish well and shit, right? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I'm just, <laughs> just I have a really good idea. <laughs> oh that my may God. not be child oriented, but <laughs> Well, again, it's a game for all ages. <laughs> yeah, man. You can play oh, however man. you want. Good time. Yeah, for well, sure. I, you know, on the on the podcast, I've talked about this before, and one of the first ways I introduced an old group in Maryland to Savage Worlds was I made them play kids. Um, and they, it was based off of the idea of the bangerang music video. And I was like, you're going to play kids and you guys have decided to kill the ice cream man because he's a creeper. And we went through the whole steps. And as they're realizing like, Oh, we're not actually killing that. We're not doing anything. We're just talking shit on the street corner and we're using water guns and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, that's what's happening. And it really eases folks into it. Kind of like Santa said, like there's sometimes there's Mm. really good genre games that you can do that with. And yeah, yeah, I mean, Dust Bunnies can just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool idea. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's so many. I just keep looking at things and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> even just thinking of, uh, yeah, like, I'm sorry, I'm just going through a bunch of ideas. <laughs> I, I just, it reminded me of an old kids' book that was from, I, I think it was like kindergarten or something. Uh, but do an adventure in the fridge with and add in Chili Billy. Yeah, I don't know if you guys ever. It, it, essentially, Chili Billy is a little man who lives in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, and he lives in the fridge the whole time, everything like that. And that's like there's a whole community of people who live in the fridge. And I'm just imagining taking that book and somehow transplanting it into you know, dust bunnies. Cause I think that could be an interesting cross. Yeah. God, so many ideas. That sounds yeah. fun. That sounds really fun. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're giving me an idea with like an elf on the shelf, like yes, something like a Christmas. Exactly. Oh, you could do yeah, that. Good one. Exactly. Oh man. Dude, you can do uh what was that movie? Counter Reeves in the bus speed, but with a Roomba. Uh. <laughs> yeah yep well like we talked about the vacuum right of course yeah. we have we have an alternative it's the doomba yeah the i mean doomba. yeah exactly they're just like oh man and you know the fact well, that you know, sentient and... the yeah. funny thing is speaking of the room that totally reminds me of like dune where they ride the worms because mm. i have a roomba and the top of that roomba is nothing but dust yes right? uh, ironically like, what the heck yes <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes. this goes right. And Chris even brought up because uh, we had one of the play tests where the the great vacuum shows up, and and he even brought up the like someone said, well, what would have happened if we would have got sucked up in there? Would we have died? And he goes, well, maybe that's another adventure you're trying to get out of the vacuum. Yeah, of course it is. Right, no, right. <laughs> there's actually there's a couple of there was like a really big whole ass module written for I think it's OSR, but yeah, yeah you're essentially inside of this worm. I mean, uh, you could translate that concept whole cloth right over of all the nonsense you'll find in there. Just <laughs> dice and yeah. oh, freaking wasp in the vacuum. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> who oh, doesn't man. who doesn't suck up wasps? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, just, you know, yeah. goddamn yeah. dust bunnies versus the great suck and just <laughs> <laughs> embrace the suck, man. Yeah. <laughs> God, man. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to, I have one more idea. And then after that, I'm going to shut up. Okay. You know, okay. Think of movies like bait legged freaks or any of those ones, uh, or even trailer park shark attack, except to replace that with a play date with a bunch of babies. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Yes. Yeah, because yeah, what what do babies do most? They put oh, yeah. everything in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they they also like if you have ones that are crawling or learning to crawl, their onesie is nothing but mud. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so that, that could be like even a greater horror because the dust bunny now is wet, stuck to a baby, and going to be going somewhere else. Oh. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. this, this yeah that's evil. my last idea. I swear. No, Chris, Chris are you writing these down? Yeah, right. Write these down. I guess. I, I'm writing them all down. The cult of like I don't know, like soggy dust bunnies, and they try to summon the great Moxulu. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! man. Yep, yep, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's, uh, there's a lot of a lot of possibilities. Yeah, oh, and I, I know when Chris brought this uh, this idea to me, and he's like, "Yeah, I just want to make a game where it's just not killing stuff and taking yeah. their treasure. You know, something different. You know, something a little bit, you know, that you got to use your other part of your brain for yeah. rather than just." Shoot it, you know. Not, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with any of that, because heck, I love that stuff. Exactly, right. we play those kind of games all the yeah. time. Heck yeah. yeah, right. But yeah. you listen to how we're talking about some of these ideas, right? Yeah. And it's just sheer joy. You yeah. Just, yeah, it just sounds fun. Yeah, I'm just like this is too good. Fifty <laughs> fathoms in the outside pond. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's a that's a funny connection too. I'm playing in a fifty fathoms game right now. <laughs> now you're just gonna be like, "Where's the damn dust bunnies?" Yeah, yeah. Dust bunnies. right. They're probably like in my pocket or something. I just didn't know it. Exactly. <laughs> dust bunnies. Well, I mean, pirates. then it, you still have like the Playmobil pirate set, right? I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dust bunnies could be on a pirate ship within yeah. the kids' room. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 Space Odyssey, add that one into it. I don't know how you did Space Odyssey. Oh my god! Well, like... you just conceptualize it down, right? And then, uh, I don't know, like in an attic, maybe that remote, oh, yeah. slight feeling where there's the, the stars are like the you know the light coming through where the nails have popped through the shingles or the the coolers and all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! One of them throws a hairpin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I, I think I think I got it for that one. Uh, it's inside a gaming computer. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. A lot of dust in computers, man. Oh yes, yes. And a lot of uh, you can have a lot of LEDs and a yep. lot of controls. <laughs> so much you got the heat hazard, right? Um, yeah. Oh, a lot of. Athletics pass for the keys punching down on the mechanical keyboards. Oh. Yeah. Towering inferno. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, man. Cool. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Scott Finder, you got any other questions you would like to ask? Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I think <laughs> it's like backed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I backed it right away, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, this is too good. Well, I'm, I'm going to be editing this right now and I'm going to be re listening to this and I'm going to be like, there's no way I can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Thank I you. Mean, yeah just for the folks out there just do yourself a favor if it even if it sounds crazy it's not read the there's a free two-page 
sort of this example of you know what Ray uh, the dust bunny and some of how the rules work and if yeah if you don't look at mischief and hugs and then caring thoughts and defense and be like oh, okay okay i'm tracking where this is going you know. yeah thanks for mentioning that we should have said that we oh, yeah, no, no, no a free preview yeah yeah and uh the link to the free preview and also the kickstarter will be in the description of the episode uh just do it when you're not driving since a lot of people listen to podcasts while they're driving true statement you know. yep. yeah. um yeah and also one little thing that i thought was super cool even though i'm going to sound really dumb for saying this and if you actually download the pdf like the trial thing and you actually click yes. on the thing it brings you to the kickstarter and i did not know that was possible <laughs> i was blown away when i was like, it was like click here i was like that doesn't work. Clicked it. I was like, oh shit! I, I I didn't know that. I didn't know PDFs could do that. So. Oh know. yeah, you can put music in them. You can do all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about enhanced PDFs. I was like, yeah. oh, that seems like a really big pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it is, but it, it's getting better. Nice. So. Yeah, because I think yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Mindjammer had that. I think it was right. This massive 120 gig PDF yeah. or some shit. Jeez, yeah. really? Had oh video God. embedded in it. Was like, what oh, the that's hell why. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah. What was that one PDF that we were just recently? Oh, I'm not. Yeah. Nope. That, but that one also was. Uh, oh, was yeah. huge. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah. 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 Sorry, it was for, uh, it was for a, a potential game review, but things have happened. Uh, so. Not everyone sees their project to the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, folks, yeah. uh, I, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you, Carl. Thank you, Chris, for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. And if you guys are curious and want to take a look, like I said, descriptions will be – well. <laughs> Yeah, Links will go. be in the descriptions. Um, and if you like this episode, you know, send me an email at rpsmartpeople at gmail.com. And if you hated this episode for some odd reason, you can send me a tweet on Twitter at rpsmartpeople. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>